0: Hello, Knowledge Seekers. In this episode of 20-Minute Books, we delve into Forgive, a profound exploration of the power and significance of forgiveness, penned by esteemed author Timothy Keller. Published in 2022, this compelling guide embarks on a journey to unpack the transformative effects of heartfelt forgiveness on both a personal and communal level. Keller argues that the tenets of Christian forgiveness can serve as a pivotal force for assuaging the pain of the wronged, providing a path to rehabilitation for wrongdoers, and fostering a sense of unity among individuals. Timothy Keller, acclaimed for his insightful writings and pastoral work, is the founder and senior pastor of the Redeemer Presbyterian Church in Manhattan. With his influential role in establishing over 300 churches globally, his voice resonates with authenticity and experience. Keller's portfolio of laudable publications includes bestsellers such as The Reason for God, Hidden Christmas, and The Prodigal God, solidifying his reputation as a guiding light in spiritual literature. Forgive is an essential read for a diverse audience. It beckons to those eager to grasp the crucial nature of forgiveness, aids victims of abuse who yearn to release the bonds of anger and hatred and offers Christians deeper insights into the divine aspect of forgiveness. Join us as we uncover the essence of Keller's message and navigate the healing process that forgiveness can instigate. Forgive. Why should I and how can I? Introduction. Discover the power of forgiveness. It's a truth universally acknowledged that life is peppered with moments of tension, conflict, and hurt. Just as our bones can break, so too can our spirits, often due to the actions of others. But there exists a remedy potent enough to mend even the deepest of emotional wounds forgiveness. Forgiveness is a complex concept that goes far beyond a simple apology or an act of forgetting. For those who have felt wronged, providing a pardon can seem an insurmountable task. On the other side, accepting one's mistakes and genuinely asking for forgiveness requires tremendous humility. In Timothy Keller's insightful exploration, Forgive, we embark on a journey through the multifaceted layers of forgiveness guided by Christian wisdom. This enriching guide doesn't just answer whether to forgive, but rather paints a broader picture of what it means to engage in the act of forgiveness both for the forgiver and the forgiven detailing why it's essential for true healing and peace. Forgiveness, a necessary path for healing. Confronting the pain inflicted upon us by others raises an inevitable question. Should we aim to forgive, or should we seek retribution? Punishment may seem like the more intuitive, satisfying response, but does it truly serve the cause of justice, or does it simply create more hurt? Keller argues that forgiveness, though it may seem counterintuitive, offers a more substantial, more healing answer. It isn't about dismissing the wrong or pretending it didn't matter. It's about acknowledging the pain, yet choosing not to let it govern our lives nor dictate our future actions. Moreover, the journey to forgiveness invites us to consider the humanity of those who have wronged us. By seeing them as flawed beings much like ourselves, We open up a pathway to compassion and begin to understand the reasons behind their actions, which can often be an essential step in letting go of resentment. A Practical Roadmap to Forgiveness. But how does one forgive when the burden seems too heavy to lift? Forgive doesn't leave readers wrestling with this alone. Instead, Keller lays down a practical, step by step process that shepherds us through the phases of granting genuine forgiveness. This roadmap begins by recognizing the grievance and coming to terms with the emotional toll it has taken. It asks us to confront our feelings rightly, without brushing them aside. From there, we learn the value of empathy, of putting ourselves in the shoes of our transgressors to gain perspective on their actions. Next, Keller invites us to make a conscious decision to forgive, an act that requires courage and the pursuit of peace over lingering in bitterness. The final steps on this journey involve actively engaging with our transgressors, if possible and appropriate, and finding ways to rebuild the bonds that were damaged or establish new boundaries that facilitate personal growth and healing. In leveraging this blueprint for forgiveness, we not just conduits of grace, but also recipients of an inner serenity that comes from breaking free from the shackles of past wrongs. Forgiveness is depicted not as a single moment, but as a comprehensive process that evolves and deepens over time, leading us towards a newfound liberation. So, whether you're entangled in a web of past grievances or striving to make amends for a wrong you've committed, Forgive by Timothy Keller is a treasure trove of wisdom. It offers the tools needed to navigate the turbulent waters of forgiveness, leading you towards a horizon where peace prevails and the heart finds its long sought rest. Part 1 Understanding the true essence of forgiveness. Imagine an outstanding debt so massive that it shackles you to a lifetime of servitude, a burden so colossal that every waking moment is overshadowed by its weight. Now, picture being released from that obligation, your slate wiped clean by an act of sheer mercy. That's the essence of forgiveness, portrayed vividly in the parable of the unforgiving servant. And it's a cornerstone of Christian teaching that transcends religious boundaries. At its core, forgiveness is about relinquishing the right to hold a grievance against those who have trespassed against us. When you pardon someone, you're in essence canceling their debt to you. It's a conscious choice to remove the stain of their error from your shared history and to refuse to let it color your future interactions. This narrative, however, isn't just a lesson in forgiving. It's also a reflection on the intrinsic nature of understanding grace. The story emphasizes that the practice of forgiveness isn't transactional. It can't be earned or bought. Rather, it's a heartfelt comprehension of the profoundness of forgiveness that prompts us to extend it to others. Christianity introduces an interesting perspective on this virtue. Representing Jesus as the embodiment of ultimate forgiveness, as he paid the price for humanity's sins. This, often referred to as eternal grace, beckons believers to confess, repent, and embrace this divine gift of mercy. But does the concept of forgiveness only resonate within the walls of churches and among the pages of sacred texts? Absolutely not. Even for those who don't identify with the Christian faith, the principles of forgiveness offer vast universal value. Letting go of resentment liberates the forgiver from the heavy chains of bitterness, while allowing the forgiven party to embark on a journey of personal transformation. More than just an emotional release, forgiveness is a mechanism for breaking the cycle of retribution and abuse. It promotes a virtuous cycle where not only are personal relationships restored, but also the wider society benefits from the reintegration of those who have stumbled, yet even with its profound potential for healing and societal harmony, the embrace of forgiveness in a secular context isn't always straightforward. Societal norms often champion retribution over reconciliation, eyeing skeptically the implications of foregone justice. Shifting this requires a deeper exploration of the societal psyche and an affirmation of the transformative power that lies within forgiveness, where both the offender and the offended can find a path to peace and a chance for renewal. Part two, exploring the challenges of practicing forgiveness. In a quiet schoolroom in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, an unfathomable tragedy unfolded in 2006 when a lone gunman took the lives of five Amish children. The world watched in anticipation of outrage and cries for retribution. But what followed was an act of grace that left many bewildered. The Amish community chose to forgive. In an extraordinary expression of compassion, these grieving families reached out to the family of the shooter, offering forgiveness instead of seeking vengeance. They exhibited an almost unthinkable level of mercy that defied the typical expectations of a retributive justice system, and it raised an important question. Why is such forgiveness such a rare occurrence in our society? The act of forgiving can be fraught with resistance. Victims are at times pressured to forgive unconditionally, even when the wrong inflicted upon them cries out for justice. The simple utterance of an apology is no antidote to the lingering pain. Real consequences must follow or the cycle of abuse risks perpetuation moreover the public often demands a spectacle in which the guilty party undergoes humiliation while the victim ascends to a position of moral superiority as the granter of mercy this dynamic serves only to deepen wounds and inject more venom into public discourse for many the notion of pardoning a criminal is unfathomable leading to societal pressure on those who opt for leniency. The current cultural landscape is characterized by two dominant beliefs. Firstly, there's a therapeutic emphasis on personal well-being, often at the expense of communal harmony. With each individual holding their subjective truth, reaching consensus on collective values becomes increasingly challenging. Secondly, a shame and honor culture has permeated society one that's quick to elevate the virtuous but even quicker to ostracize those who err. We're witnessing an era of competitive outrage where the slightest transgression is met with a tidal wave of condemnation. Striking a balance between justice and forgiveness poses a profound dilemma. How can we hold individuals accountable for serious wrongs while also promoting a path to redemption? It's this delicate interplay between enacting justice and extending forgiveness that presents one of the most complex moral discussions of our time. Part 3. Reconciling Forgiveness with the Pursuit of Justice In a courtroom, Rachel Denholander confronted a reality that many grapple with in the face of violation. How to forgive a grave injustice-like abuse. As she faced Larry Nassar, the physician who exploited her trust in her youth, Denholander navigated a delicate balance she wished for Nassar's true remorse and divine forgiveness, recognizing that her own forgiveness didn't equate to an absence of justice. This intersection of forgiveness and justice illuminates a crucial understanding, particularly within the Christian ethos that Timothy Keller expounds. Christians believe that Jesus paid the ultimate price for humanity's transgressions, absolving the debt of sin. Consequently, when a Christian extends compassion to someone who has wronged them, it's a reflection of the grace they themselves have received, not a replacement for rightful justice. That's because, from a theological stance, God embodies both love and wrath, mourning the acts of injustice inflicted upon his creation while also burning with fervor against the defilement and degradation of the world. This dual nature demands both the pursuit of justice to preserve the integrity of creation and the offering of forgiveness to promote restoration and reconciliation. In this light, justice is not set aside. Rather, it becomes an agent for potential change. It holds the wrongdoer accountable and, crucially, offers them the opportunity for redemption. When repentance occurs, it opens a path for the offender to restore their relationships. Both with their fellow humans and with the divine. The principles described by Keller can seamlessly translate into secular practice. Visionary forgiveness works hand in hand with justice, seeking not only to halt the cycle of harm, but to sow seeds that may one day blossom into a rehabilitated individual and a healed community. Herein lies the crux of the matter. Justice and forgiveness are not adversarial forces but partners in the quest for a just and compassionate society. They work in tandem to address wrongdoing while fostering a context where growth, change, and a return to righteousness can occur. With the foundations of what forgiveness truly encapsulates, the resistance it meets in contemporary discourse and its coexistence with justice now laid bare. The next step is to delve into the practical aspects. How do individuals practically navigate the waters of extending or accepting forgiveness, especially when the stakes are emotionally charged and the issues deeply personal? Part 4. The Art of Extending and Receiving Grace Ponder for a moment the tale of the ungracious debtor, a man absolved of an astronomical debt only to turn a cold shoulder to a fellow debtor over a trivial sum. His story imparts a profound lesson. The magnitude of our capacity to forgive should be boundless, reflecting the immense grace we ourselves have been shown. However, this largeness of heart shouldn't be mistaken for a blind return to the status quo of a relationship. In a just world, forgiveness does not negate the need for the transgressor to confront their actions, to engage in deep introspection, and to earnestly strive towards personal betterment. Timothy Keller urges us to recognize that when wronged, we are faced with a defining choice. Harbour bitterness or choose to forgive. Bitterness left to fester can consume and corrode the soul. But it is through forgiveness that we fulfil a duty to ourselves and our community, clearing the way for healing and renewal. So how do we go about this? The path to genuine forgiveness is systematic. Begin by recognising the offence in its fullness and communicate this to the person responsible. This opens the door to accountability and acknowledgment of hurt. Next, it's crucial to distinguish the action from the individual. This enables us to hold on to their humanity and ours. In the Christian context, it means to remember one's own salvation by grace, fostering an environment where mercy can thrive. Remember, To excuse is not to forgive. To excuse is to dismiss the act as inconsequential, erasing the debt without due acknowledgement. True forgiveness, on the other hand, confronts the debt head-on, absorbs the cost, and conscientiously chooses to release the other from that burden. The ultimate goal is to mend what has been fractured, to see relationships not just repaired, but revitalized. Forgiveness aims to narrow the chasms that sin and error have formed between individuals, strengthening the bonds of fellowship for a more harmonious coexistence. Supporting the reformation of the one who wronged us garners a higher reward. It weakens the evil within them, and by extension within the community. Equally, asking for forgiveness requires a transparent admission of one's mistakes. And a commitment to solid structures of accountability to avoid future transgressions. The frequency of this grace? Limitless. For those of faith, it's understood that no human act of forgiveness can rival the inexhaustible sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. Let us then be as forgiving as we have been forgiven, seeking to emulate an unending compassion, not just sevenfold or seventy seven times, but endlessly as we navigate the complex yet rewarding landscape of human relationships. Part five, the contrasting philosophies of forgiveness. Have you ever contemplated the reasons behind your choice not to commit a wrongful act, like refraining from taking something that isn't yours? The motivation for such restraint can deeply reflect one's cultural and philosophical convictions about forgiveness and morality. Contrast the Christian approach to forgiveness with that rooted in classical honor cultures, and you encounter a profound divergence in worldview. Early Christians, despite facing relentless persecution, were renowned for praying for their adversaries, exemplifying a brand of forgiveness foreign to the prevailing cultural norms of their time. This Christian perspective, founded on the teachings of a sacred text steeped in narratives of mercy, placed an unprecedented emphasis on empathy and the inherent worth of every individual. Conversely, societies grounded in honor cultures, such as those of the Greeks, Romans, and Anglo-Saxons, held a different set of values. For them, honor was paramount, and actions were measured against the yardstick of personal dignity and societal status. To act in a way that would tarnish one's honor was unthinkable restricting their ability to fully embrace the Christian ethos of forgiveness. For them, avoiding wrongdoing was less about compassion and more about preserving one's ego and nobility. Interestingly, Aristotle himself promulgated a belief in maintaining contempt for those perceived to be of lower standing, an idea at odds with the premise of unconditional forgiveness. The gods of ancient Greece weren't custodians of mercy. Rather, they embodied a logical order that revered perfection, devoid of frailty and forgivingness. As these honor-bound societies gradually converted to Christianity, their enduring misconceptions about honor and virtue continued to shape their interpretations of the Bible. This clash of perspectives led to historical missteps such as the Crusades and the marginalization of the vulnerable. Yet, despite the varying interpretations of the past, A common thread of inherent human dignity runs through both Christian doctrine and our modern moral compass. This shared understanding of humanity's worth transcends cultural and religious boundaries and speaks to a deep-seated awareness that exists beyond mere evolutionary impulses. It is this intrinsic recognition of shared humanity that calls us to stand against evil, advocating not for an honor that is won or lost through deeds, but for a forgiveness that acknowledges and upholds the intrinsic value of every soul. Final Summary The act of forgiving is often compared to the cancellation of a debt, one that arises not from financial transactions, but from the emotional toll of being wronged. True forgiveness entails an inward settlement, where the wronged individual opts to absorb the cost of the hurt and release the wrongdoer from the owed reparations. This process, however, isn't unilateral. It involves a responsibility to engage with the offender, making them aware of the pain caused, which may pave the way for their repentance. From this foundation the ultimate goal of forgiveness emerges, to rebuild and strengthen the bonds that were compromised by the transgression, to bridge the chasm that has formed between souls. At the heart of forgiveness is the conquest over resentment, an intentional move to prevent the subconscious spread of pain. By shedding the burden of bitterness, we not only liberate ourselves, but also halt the potential continuation of injury to others. Nevertheless, forgiveness is not synonymous with turning a blind eye to wrongdoing, or waiving the necessity for justice. Accountability remains vital. An offender must grasp the gravity of their actions and their implications to ensure the cessation of harm. Forgiveness transcends notions of pride and honor. It isn't about maintaining a facade of moral superiority. Instead, it's a profound expression of love, an offering that demands neither condition nor limit. This eternal wellspring of compassion is the very essence of what it means to give and receive forgiveness, a transformative gift that we're called to extend time and time again.